Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. PMS, pregnancy, menopause. Each stage of womanhood has its unique challenges. That's why Highlands Natural's new women's multivitamins are formulated with essential daily nutrients, plus targeted support for your life stage. Facing PMS, there's a Highlands Multi for that. Navigating pregnancy and morning sickness, that too. In the throes of menopause, our formula is here to support you through hot flashes and skin changes. Gone are the days of juggling multiple supplements or guessing what you might need. With Highlands Naturals, it's one multivitamin with daily essential nutrients and science-backed ingredients to support you. An all-in-one wellness solution to lighten the load for women? Highlands Naturals is here for it. Find your multi at Amazon or Highlands.com. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S dot com. Highlands Naturals. We're here for it. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, or Alana, whatever you want to call me. And today I have a really exciting episode. As always, it is with Emma and Desam from Before We Make It podcast. Today we're going to be talking about all things mental health and technology, more specifically social media. I can't wait for you all to hear it. But until then, let's get into our weekly intention, or I guess it's my weekly intention. But if you listened to last week's episode, and you've been following me on my YouTube and my Instagram and TikTok and all the other million social media platforms I'm on, you'll know that I started a new internship. So I'm doing a new internship. I'm doing it for the summer. But on top of it, I'm also currently in two courses. One is an accelerated one month long program. The other one is till the beginning of August. And then I'm also still working at Lululemon part time. I'm doing one to two shifts a week. And then I'm doing all my social media stuff on top of it. So we're a busy gal and we have to find time to get our schoolwork done outside of our work time and in a way that is not only productive, but efficient. Efficiency is so key and it is my middle name, but my weekly intention is to build new habits as to when I'm going to get what work done. So I like to time batch, meaning I set certain days to complete certain tasks. For example, I like to edit my YouTube videos on Sundays or Mondays. I'm determining which day that will be for now before I would record my podcasts earlier in the week. 
and then the intro a bit later, stuff like that. I like to set certain days to do certain things. I post a time blocking, which would be essentially setting aside X amount of hours or time, whatever minutes per day for different tasks. So that could be 30 minutes to answer emails in the morning. And then I spend an hour doing my social medias and planning out content for that. And then I do three hours doing studying stuff, like opposed to days. I just find time batching works better than than time blocking for me. I use a little bit of both, but mostly time batching. And I learned about this technique from the Skinny Confidential's host, Lauren Everett's Bostick. So definitely listen to her episode. She has a lot of episodes Um, about time batching, time blocking, time management, productivity, efficiency, all the good stuff. But that leads me into my tip of the week. And that's to figure out what time management strategy works best for you. So for me, I know time batching is so easy and works the best for me and helps with my efficiency. So that's how fast I'm able to get done all my tasks. And for some people that might be time blocking. Maybe you like to do a million different one things in a day and that's what works best for you. So play around with it, figure out what works for you, Google different research methods. There's also like the Pomodoro method you can use to um, keep you motivated when completing those tasks, stuff like that. But now that brings me into Lanny Listens. I've been getting asked a lot, especially since I'm doing the KM Methods 10K walking challenge for May. It's my friend Kayla. She used to teach me Pilates at Legree. It's her challenge. So the challenge is essentially to walk 10K steps a day. But the question for Lanny Listens is how to schedule workouts or walks around a nine to five, an eight to five, a full-time job, um, or even full-time school. So for me, it's all about your priorities. You have to figure out, okay, do I want to work out for 20 minutes five times a week? Do I rather sleep in before work? You have to figure out what your priorities are. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, so don't make time an excuse. Like, yes, we need our sleep. We need a well-balanced life, but that includes movement and time for yourself. The next tip I'm going to give you is to figure out if you prefer to work out in the morning or at night. Are you more motivated and perform better in your workouts if you're working out early in the morning before your shift or before you go into the office or log onto your computer? Or do you perform better in the gym or in whatever workout you're doing after work, like as in re-energizing before you spend time with your family or wind down for dinner and relaxing. For me, I personally find I'm more productive and perform better in my workouts and show up for myself and my other teammates when I work out in the morning. So I like to wake up a bit earlier and go to bed a bit earlier. It all starts with your night routine. So that I can have time to work out. I've been doing Tasha Frank and Pilates. Her workouts are sweet and short, short and sweet. And then I'll go on a walk. And I've broken up my walk into two shorter walks. So I'll walk around three kilometers in the morning, which takes me around 30 to 40 minutes. And then I'll walk again after work as a little re-energizer um, because Work can be a bit draining, especially staring at a computer all day and working remotely. So my tip to you is to figure out what works best for you and what and when it works best for you. And 
it could be walking, it could be doing a short workout in the morning, it could be doing a longer workout at night, whatever works for you, figure it out, plan it ahead, set yourself up for success and think of your future self. Think of how your higher self shows up every single day and start to implement those habits and practices into your daily life. It all comes with trial and error. I used to work out right after work. This is when I was going into the office at Flourish, but I would bring my gym bag with me and a change of clothes and I would head straight from work to the gym. Of course, that was in normal times. If you're going into the office and gyms are open wherever you are and that's where you like to work out or it could be a workout class, you do that and see if that works for you. And I would also walk in the morning before work a little bit um, just to get some morning movement in. But that is how I'm doing it. Try splitting up your walks into multiples, say two to three. You could go on one on your lunch break if you're trying to do the 10K step challenge with me. But essentially, those are my tips. And now on to my current faves. So as you can tell, I'm quite a busy gal right now. And so Google Calendar is my godsend right now. I have a Google Calendar for work. I have a Google a Google calendar for life and like all my appointments and schoolwork and shifts and whatnot. So Google calendar is keeping me insane. Is keep not insane. It's keeping me sane. Wow. We can't speak. It's currently 9 21 PM on a Saturday night that I'm recording this for you guys. So excuse my mishap with my words, but Google calendar, it's my bestie. If you're not using it, you're missing out. I'm telling you, it's it's everywhere with me. I have it on my iPad. I have it on my computer. I have it on my iPhone. I can just check it on the go. Super easy. And, but I still love my passion planner, but Google Calendar is my godsend. The next two favorites are both shoes. I'm obsessed with my New Balance 547s and my Converse high top platform black shoes. Oh my God, guys, I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with both of them. I have the 547s in overcast and then the Converse in black. Hello, I'm a go-to staple white sneaker gal and I have black shoes and I've been wearing them. So muzzle tough to me, congratulations to me patting my shoulder on the back as I'm recording this, but I strongly encourage you to invest in good sneakers. I'm such a sneaker junkie and a sweater junkie and athleisure athleisure junkie. Oh my, just loving them. So that's the New Balance 547s and Overcast. They are true to size. And I actually got the wide fit ones because they were sold out in the regular and they still fit. And then in Converse, size down half a size. So I got a six and a half in them. And I'm normally a seven. Also, a little question. DM me on the Morning Ray podcast Instagram. It's just Morning Ray podcast. Did your feet shrink as you got older? Because I used to be a seven and a half until recently. And I still thought I was a seven and a half, but then I realized all my shoes are sevens and I just thought I was sizing down because the shoes ran big. No, I think I'm actually seven and I think my feet have shrunk since I stopped dancing. But enough rambling on. DM me if your feet have changed sizes as you've gotten older. I'm 21 turning 22, so that's a little time frame. I stopped dancing when I was 18. Anyways, I'm going to... 
end this here. We're going to bring Emma and Dasam on the podcast. I know you're going to love it. So here they are, Emma and Dasam from Before We Make It podcast. Hi, so I'm here with Emma and Dasam. They're from Before We Make It podcast. Welcome to Morning Ray. That was a rough start, but welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. We're so excited. So for the listeners and for those who don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? Okay, I'll I'll take it away first. So (laughs) my name is Emma. I am from McAllen, Texas, but currently a student at Texas A&M. We're about to graduate, both of us, so that's super exciting. But yeah, I am basically a jack of all trades, I like to say. I am huge into writing. I'm currently freelance writing. And of course, I also do this podcast with my best friend. So it's really fun. And yeah, there's a lot more. But Zodiac Sign is Aquarius, which I've heard good things about. Yeah, recently, I actually did this like whole astrological reading with my friend. And she said a lot of good things about like all my different signs. So really interesting stuff. But yeah, that's basically it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, guys, I'm Dasam. So nice to meet everyone. I'm actually originally from South Korea. I was born in Seoul and then I moved to the U.S. when I was like five or six years old. So that's where I'm originally from, but also Emma and I are from the same hometown. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm a business student. So I'm going to be tech consulting in New York City after I graduate, also graduating in May. Um, Also a YouTuber and podcast host for Radically Honest if you're more into the career journey, etc. So that's it for me. And your zodiac sign. Oh my gosh. My zodiac (laughs) sign is Aries. So I'm very bossy and type A. I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) I get along with Aries really well. My ex is an Aquarius, but we vibed with him. There was nothing wrong. So I know I get along with both of you. (laughs) When you didn't say anything about Aquarius, I was like, hmm, like I wonder if she, like her (laughs) sign is totally like the opposite of mine. (laughs) I love it. I'm a Leo, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah, I get Leo vibes. You're definitely a Leo. I see it. Yes, we love. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about an exciting topic. Um, I guess exciting. I like to think it's exciting. I mean, I want to pursue a career in social media and all of that stuff. But we're going to be talking about mental health and technology, comparison that occurs from being on social media, balancing your screen time in this COVID world, this work from home world, this school online world, avoiding procrastination, just like all the social media stuff and its connection to mental health. You guys know I'm a huge mental health advocate. You know, I'm always talking about my journaling and my therapy sessions. And when Emma and Dasam both came to me and spoke about this topic to me, it really corresponded. And I thought you guys, the listeners, would love to hear about it. So I want to know what your relationship with technology and social media is like. Give me the full story. How do you feel about it? Are you pro-technology? Are you anti? What is your take? Either one of you can start. No, amazing. So we actually did our very first episode of this podcast on dating in comparison and social media. And to this day, it has the most listens. I mean, probably because it's the first one, but also because (laughs) the topic itself was just something that blew our minds. And we both related to like so many aspects of like this whole world of social media Mm -hmm. that is literally at our fingertips. And I think like the main thing that we related, you know, with each other about was that we are always and have always 
compared ourselves to the girls that we see on social media. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy. Like it's more accessible than ever to just be looking at a billion different profiles at once and Mm -hmm. picking yourself apart based on the things that that you like about them and that look good on their profile. And also like when it comes to comments and getting validation from people looking at your story or people liking your photos and then sending you, you know, messages about your most recent selfie or whatever it was like, it's almost this falsified validation. And it's just, it's, it's really hard to like get out of that headspace, especially like in the college realm, because I mean, I feel like with our school, especially like it's really big to post like, you know, super cute pics and do like photo shoots spontaneously. And like, that's totally fine. But I think that we need to figure out like a middle ground for when, you know, we can say to ourselves like, okay, this is real life. And this is just like, you know, a figment of social media. And also like anyone can make their lives look so perfect on Mm -hmm. the grid. And it really like is the complete opposite. Like it's so funny because when we're like doing our work during the day and posting all these like, you know, captions on before we make it, especially I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, glasses, messy bun, like big (laughs) t-shirt. And then we're trying to portray this like gorgeous grid on social media. Mm -hmm. So it's just really funny to see like the, the sort of like black and white of that. Yeah. And I will say I am very pro-technology. I obviously am going into tech consulting and I think that power of technology is so powerful for so many different things, right? So like connecting with you, you know, when we're in different countries, I think that's Mm -hmm. amazing. So I think if you leverage it for the right reasons, it could be very innovative and very useful. But for me, I'm way more pro self-expression online than pro consuming content. Because personally, I think content can become noise. It could become something that's so consuming that you never think for yourself. All you're doing is listening to other people talk for you. That's the way I see it. And so instead of consuming content, whether that's scrolling through Instagram endlessly or watching an endless stream of YouTube videos, I personally love using it for that creative side of me. What can I share today that's going to impact other people in a positive way? Or what can I share today that makes me feel good about myself, whether it's a photo that I took or, you know, just me saying like, I love my friends and this is, you know, a memory that I love to reflect on or even something like podcasting. I think it's so authentic the way that you could converse with other people and not have these superficial things like photos and filters get in the way of that. So I love tech, but it's definitely a difficult, like Emma said, balance of consuming content that's healthy, but also expressing your originality. Mm -hmm. I really liked what you mentioned about podcasts because podcasts I fell in love with because I could just listen to what someone had to say and I had no first impression of them based on materialistic things like how they looked whether it be what they were wearing how their hair was styled what size they were I feel that a lot of us attribute those first like things that we see about someone's physical appearance and start to judge someone versus like a podcast you just tune it in, you plug it into your ears and you just listen to what they have to say. You get to know their personality, kind of like what we were speaking about on what we just recorded on before we make it, um, our episode about dating and like online apps for dating and how like you start to think about the materialistic things. And I feel like social media can really cause us to get caught up in the materialistic side of things and to not remember like, oh, we're actually human. We have personalities. We have bad days. We have good days. We have ups and downs. Our life isn't always picture perfect. It doesn't look perfect on the grid. I liked how you said that, Emma. Do you feel that this obsession with social media and this idea of being perfect 
perfect has gotten worse or like a lot bigger since going to college. I know like for me personally, like I got Instagram, I think in grade eight. Um, And yes, social media was a big thing in high school for me, but I feel like it got even bigger with college. So would you say it was the same for you? Oh, yeah, Mm. definitely. Yeah. Also, because like the time, like, I mean, we're the same age. And so when we were in middle school, that's when Instagram came out. And at first, yeah, at first it was like (laughs) so casual. And then I think in recent years, it's just boomed to be something totally different. And I mean, like we hear things about it all the time and we read articles about this so much. Like it's a very glamorized version of what real life looks like. It's superficial social status. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Like 110%. And also with like people buying followers and I think like that aspect of it makes it really difficult to see like, okay, who is like real here? Like sort of like touching back on like the thing you said about podcasts. Like I just want to say that it makes like podcasts make, human connection feels so I hate to use this word again but like accessible because like yes we have social media and like it's so cool to see like even through Instagram like the fact that you know we're talking because like we saw you on Instagram and TikTok Mm -hmm. and like these different platforms but podcasts like I think it's so cool when you can just hear someone like have a very casual conversation and I think that's something that like you do well on your podcast too. It's It feels like you're just talking to your best friends. So yeah. I definitely think that's like a pro to like the whole tech side of things. Yeah. Everything's different when it's like Instagram and, and scrolling through pictures and things like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I, I actually talked about this on a TikTok that I made, I was like giving college advice. But when you go into college, you're literally surrounded by tens of thousands of students that are in the exact same life phase as you. And that makes you compare a lot more. So my obsession with social media definitely skyrocketed in college because I realized like, oh my gosh, everyone is doing this, but I could do it too. Like, you know, like people being in sororities mm-hmm. and posting these cute photos, like why, why am I, am I not doing that? Or people, you know, like on stories, just having fun, going out to bars or celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And then I'll be like, well, why am I not doing that? You know, just exemplify like, okay, I need to be doing that. And I need to be showing other people that I'm having as much fun as they are. And it became this really weird, like almost competitive thing for me. And I definitely don't think it was the best because then it was like, are you living for yourself? Are you living in the moment? Are you living to take photos and post about it? And it got to a very unhealthy headspace. And I was like, okay, let's step back. Let's step back. Mm -hmm. Let's reevaluate what my values are and more accurately portray them like, you know, in my real life as opposed to my online one. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. comes with the going out culture for sure. Yeah. The going out thing is a huge part of it because that's like part of the glamour, like posting on your story as a picture with you and your friends, you know, on a night out. Done up. Yes. And that comparison for sure stems from that. So I definitely agree with like what you're saying, especially with sorority life too. Like the cute, you know, colorful posts and everything. I feel like that definitely weighs in on that. Would you say as you got an older, has social media had more of an impact on your self-esteem and your self-confidence or do you think it's lessened because you become smarter of like how you view what's going on on social media and you've pulled the blind back or you pulled the top off to see like, oh, this isn't really real. I know it's not real, so I can't let it affect me or do you feel it's only continued because it's become a bigger part of our lives? I've definitely gotten smarter, I would say, because when I was younger, I think it's so dangerous for people that are early pre-teens, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. like, you know, all about popularity and being cool and being liked. And at that point, like I did care a lot about like who was liking my photos, who was following me back and, you know, who was engaging with my content. And then I got smarter about it because quarantine hit and it was like, oh my gosh, no one can go out and do anything. And then I realized 
I miss posting, but I don't because now I'm not overwhelmed by I should be doing that. I should be doing this. You know, I got smarter about it because I saw my friends suffering too about like, you know, seeing them be so consumed by like what other people are doing or seeing them compare themselves or feel insecure or even just like use Instagram as like an unhealthy outlet for, I don't know, some sort of like self-relief, etc. I just realized like I don't want to have social media take power in my life. Like I want power over my life and my thoughts. Mm. So I became way smarter about it. And the more time, and I really recommend taking breaks, like delete Instagram for two weeks or something. I did that so much, you know, in college. And the more and more I weaned myself off of that, like low key addiction or whatever, I realized how much healthier I was mentally. And then I became smarter about using it to post rather than using it to consume. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sort of like on the opposite side of things, like I think like my senior year of high school, I have a very vivid memory of me and my two best friends and we were sitting around having one of our like last memories together before college and I I saw it almost as if I had like come out of my body and just like looked at us like sitting in this room. We were all scrolling through social media and literally picking out girls and just like saying things that like we wanted saying things about them that we wanted to have so like no 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 like we were we were like jealous of them and we were like oh like Mm. her nose is so perfect like I want my nose to look like that like oh like her body is so this I want to look like that like just literally talking so badly about ourselves and that's why like the comparison thing is so huge for me because I think that it's really really sad that anyone would like waste their time on social media just looking and trying to like understand someone's life from the viewpoint of their profile and I feel like it's really easy to think that you know someone when you see them on Instagram and like sometimes yeah you get like good glimpses of who people are and and things that they enjoy and things they like but but you don't know anyone's personality based off of what they're posting and and what they're trying to portray their life to be and so I think like through that like like that memory of us just comparing ourselves to these super like popular gorgeous girls that we wanted to be so much like it just kind of turned me off from it and I was like okay Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to like see myself like six years from now you know still like looking through these people's profiles and wishing I look like them and so I definitely would say like 
especially with quarantine, people getting more real on social media, I feel like I have gotten smarter in the sense that like I unfollowed and muted people that I didn't want to see anything Mm -hmm. of. Like their pages just brought me like bad memories, whether it was Mm -hmm. like high school stuff or I would see them and just like immediately compare like, I definitely think that mute button is very powerful. Yes. And then, yeah, it's so good because you don't have to worry about like the whole unfollow, like unfollow and block whoever you want. But like, if you don't want to go through all that, like there is the mute option. And then also just like the Psalm said, like using it, especially when you enjoy creating that content, like using it as something, you know, to express yourself and express the things that you love instead of like continuously scrolling through that infinite feed is so important. Um, But yeah, I definitely think just like finding your own passions off the screen is going to be the most important thing. And that way, like Mm -hmm. when you do go on social media, it's for inspiring content and it's for things that are feeding you instead of things that you are like looking for to fill up this gap that like for some reason you haven't already filled yourself. So on that topic of you being in high school and like scrolling and comparing yourself and being like, oh, I wish I had her nose. Oh, I wish I had her body. What is a piece of advice you wish you could give your younger self about social media and how it can impact your self-esteem and how to go about approaching their use um, to using the social media to prevent those negative connotations and that self-comparison that happens? Yeah, I think Mm. even without social media, like at that age, it's so easy to compare yourself just in general. And so I think Mm -hmm. that definitely played a huge part in it. And we didn't help each other, like me and my friends, like we were all enabling each other to feel so bad about ourselves because we Mm -hmm. were all in that same headspace of comparison. But I would just say like, don't believe everything that you see on someone's feed. And also think about all of the apps that people might be using to make themselves look more perfect than because nobody's perfect and I think like we forget that there are all these ways that people can modify like their bodies like whether it's angles in taking pictures or facetune or airbrush apps and like I think that's fine like if you want to add a little bit of teeth whitener I definitely do it like it's totally (laughs) cool but a lot of times like people will you know go overboard with it and then especially when you're younger you don't really notice that stuff and even like mm-hmm. so with just taking a picture from a certain angle and putting a filter, mm-hmm. it it just adds this like extra effect to where you can't tell like if this person actually looks perfect or not. And so I would say like be really smart about like what you're looking at. And if if you just like can't stop comparing yourselves to these girls on social media, like take a step back, like delete Instagram for a week and see how you feel after not comparing yourself via social media and then consider like blocking them or muting them so that way you don't have to like even come across their profile and you're not tempted to go look at it and go down like that spiral of Mm -hmm. of self-hatred so to speak yeah so when I was in high school and middle school I was deeply deeply insecure and I definitely definitely um was a people pleaser right and so one thing I wish I could tell my younger self is that hey like there's a part of you that is almost bitter and almost angry toward these other girls that are like living their best lives or whatever, because you are so unsatisfied with yourself and you just feel so beneath them and you're so disappointed in yourself for whatever reasons. And it goes deeper than social media. It's something that you have to internally fix. And so I'd probably tell myself like, hey, why can't you just love yourself? You know, like why can't you just be Mm -hmm. happy with your current being and know that you know, just as you admire other people, once you are glowing and radiating from within, 
other people are going to look at you and be like, what's her secret? She's so happy. I wish I could be her or whatever. Like all those things that you wish people were saying about you, they would be if you were living your best life authentically and true to who you are. So having that conversation with yourself and then also realizing like, why can't you be happy for other people? You know, why can't you just see a post of someone looking amazing and say, wow, she looks great. I'm going to support her. I'm going to comment on her post and say positive things and think positive things about her. Why does it have to be, oh, I have to tear myself down because she's higher or I have to like tear my, like bring myself up higher so I could be better than her. Like it just makes Mm -hmm. me feel feel very sad that I um, made it about myself when it's sometimes other people's joys that you could truly be happy for. So that's something I would push myself to do. I love all that. And for me, I'm going to jump in and provide some tips and advice that I've like picked up along the way. But really, don't be afraid to unfollow someone, whether it's someone you know, or it's someone you don't know, like a celebrity or an influencer or some TikToker. Don't be afraid to unfollow or maybe if you're not like there to you're not ready to take that leap of faith, I guess you could say, like, this is crazy, mute them. Like, it's kind of like the in-between ground. Um, If you find yourself comparing yourself to them negatively and you're having these negative thoughts whenever you're seeing them posting, or maybe you need to mute their stories. I've muted people's stories before because I was having negative thoughts and bad thoughts and like jealous thoughts that I didn't really want to have. So be aware of how you're feeling when you're consuming the content you're consuming, because like the five top people you surround yourself with and how those influence you, same thing with the five content creators, like you're consuming like that content, like you're constantly seeing, like that's going to influence you. You're constantly seeing what they're posting. You're constantly reading what they're saying. That's going to influence you in some way. So just be aware of that. On the topic of like scrolling, how do you stop yourself from procrastinating by just like this infinite scrolling? I know sometimes I get caught up in scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on TikTok and going down like this endless tunnel. And then before I know it, it's been 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. Um, What are your tips for breaking that, especially as a student when we have all this work or even if you're a bit older and you're in the workforce and you're working, like how do you stop this procrastinating of scrolling and losing that mindfulness when on social media? Screen limits are great. (laughs) Like screen time, I literally use that all the time. Like 15 minutes for Instagram is literally all I give myself every day. And honestly, sometimes uh, I definitely don't stick to it, but I make sure that every time on, on any social media, I take away an inspiration from it. For instance, for TikTok, I only like TikToks that I simply want to recreate. And that's like all my favorite TikToks. If I'm on Instagram, then I'll like look for someone to screenshot or a profile to like to inspire me. Or I'll look my I'll look at my friends so that I could just like f- quickly know what they're doing. And if they haven't posted, then I'll get off. Like I'm very intentional about it because I hate wasting time. And I think scrolling is like the biggest waste of time. Uh, yeah, so... For me, scrolling is very, very easy to do, especially with TikTok because like I I love TikTok and I got it really late in the game. Same. <laughs> so it's definitely – especially at night when you're trying to go to sleep but you're procrastinating by like scrolling to TikTok. But honestly, this one's really simple and it's so effective is just putting your phone in another room or <laughs> having your roommate like mm-hmm. hide your phone because – it's out of sight, out of mind. Like if it's in my room, I'll know in the back of my head it's here and 
like I can get it at any point I want. Like all I have to do is get up and go on it. So put the phone like way away from you in the living room somewhere. Put yourself in your room, put on like essential oil diffuser or candle and try to get into a state of flow. Like that's my biggest thing is like that workflow is just the most Mm -hmm. satisfying feeling ever. And so another way to do that, and this is not really like social media, but it gets distracting is like if I have my favorite playlist on Spotify on, then I'm going to be jamming out while I'm trying to work. So (laughs) YouTube has these, sorry, YouTube has these 24 hour study, um, like streams that, that go on and, um, I think the username that has like the best ones, the name is like chill cow, chilled cow or something weird like that. (laughs) No, but it's like great sort of like vibey jazz music. And it just, for some reason, it gets your mind into the state of focus and it's so good. So yeah, just like putting your phone outside out of mind and then that music and just focusing on what you have to do, putting on your blue light glasses and and really just honing in helps a lot. I'm holding up my blue light glasses. They make me feel so smart because I don't wear actual glasses. I'm like, put the blue light glasses on. Finally, like, you know, can do do work and look like a smart person. Yeah. (laughs) Or like literally say, I can't be on social media until I finish this task. And then you're giving yourself an ultimatum and like maybe you won't even want to because sometimes you crave it for no reason. It's like, why? You know, um, that would not work for me. <laughs> but yesterday I and the I think I did it the day before I put my phone on do not disturb and I put it in my bathroom because I'm only going to go to the bathroom when I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I sat on my bed. I normally try to sit at my desk, but I was just like as over the desk and I found myself like, yes, I was like getting into that state of flow, but I found myself occasionally like wanting to reach over to my side and grab my phone that was not there. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Alana, like you need an intervention. But- yeah. <laughs> That's how habitual it is though. Cause it's just always yeah. there, especially at night. Like my dad tells me to have like put my phone in another room and then have the alarm super loud. I'm like, dad, that's a bit extra. Because <laughs> he's like, no, but you need it because it prevents you from having a full, you know, REM cycle or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely crazy. The, the effects of all that. Yeah. But out of sight, out of mind is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Like even if I'm working, I'll have my phone like behind my laptop so I can't see it. And for some reason that does the trick. Yeah, but do not disturb is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so with the pandemic, a lot of things have gone online and we have online school. We have work from home that's on our computer. Both of all of us do a lot of digital work. So how do you balance that and knowing when to unplug and get off or knowing when you're on your computer for just like fun? And that not being tempted to like go and do that work stuff because I know it can be really easy for me. Like it will be like 10 o'clock at night and I'm not supposed to be working anymore and I'll think of something and I'll just do it because it's so accessible. So what are your tips for balancing and setting those self-restrictions? Dang, I struggle with this so (laughs) much because literally like if I have my phone and I'm walking to class, I'll be like, I should post an Instagram story right now, you know, because I post for a lot of different platforms. And yeah, honestly, I will say I like to make sure that I have some time before I go to bed to relax, because if not, my mind is going to go haywire. And so that's when I'll consume content. That's when I'll watch something that's relaxing to me, like a YouTube video or something. And I will not get on anything to post or be productive because that's my time, you know? So Mm -hmm. I make sure to set aside time before I go to bed. And then also 
Um, since I'm constantly on my phone, might as well be productive if I'm on my phone. So I kind of replace like the time that I consume content to post content or to ideate content. And so that's like my way of making sure that if I'm, it's like during the workday, I'm not going to get distracted because if I open Instagram, then I have to post something before I get off of it. So I kind of set those like self restrictions as well. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Can I clarify? Was your question about like boundaries as to like when to stop working because like it's so easy to like get like work late into the night because it's all like on your computer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. I have a great – okay, I can help with this because it's actually not that hard for me. <laughs> I think like – I think that there are times, yes, when it definitely like is – really, really hard for me to stop because I just want to like get as much done and I can't sleep peacefully until I know that I did all the tasks I have to do. Um, but I definitely do think that the way that your next day is going to go and the day after that and the day after that is all dependent on your nights. And so I think like setting a cap when you stop working is so imperative to making sure that you have a good morning the next day that you're excited to wake up and that you're energetic because I mean, that's like it, it one bleeds into the next. And so when you have those nights where you're just working way too late and then you're so tired, you don't even want to brush your teeth. And then you go to sleep at like three in the morning. It's not fun to wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. So I think like reminding yourself that it's better to just like like block it off at a certain point maybe like 7 8 p.m like that's it that's your cap and then do like have a night routine in place maybe it's like reading before bed and having tea or maybe it's watching an episode of a show that you love or whatever it may be like I think just the way you set up your nights um obviously is going to affect the next day and that all starts with having those boundaries of work and like also not replying to work emails or messages after like a certain point Mm -hmm. because I mean those can go on all night and like you could think of things and you're like oh I have to like message this person or email this person right now but like it can wait till the morning and honestly like if you get up early like you'll take care of it soon it'll be fine but I think sleep is like so important so yeah I would just say like try to have a night routine in place and start off with like capping your night early. I love that. I believe and agree with so much that both of you said. I started – I well, I'm fortunate enough to have another room to have like my office. It's really just a desk in like a recreational space. Um, and I leave my computer in there. I very rarely now bring my computer into my room. My room is where I rest. Um, sometimes I'll do Pilates in there, but it's predominantly where I rest and hang out. And I used to stay up pressing the next episode on Netflix or the next YouTube video. Um, So leaving my computer in a separate room has really stopped me from wanting to answer emails and continue doing work, whether it be school or my side hustle or my main job. Um, That's been like a big thing. And stopping to work at a certain time, I started implementing that in second year. And so many of my friends were like, Alana, like, aren't you going to work after dinner? Like always dinner was like my cutoff time unless like for some reason, like I had an assignment I wasn't finished and like I had to reach the deadline. Um, So dinner is like my cutoff time. And I always like, like to do that because then I can go have dinner and then relax afterwards and have that nighttime routine. And I encourage you to figure out like 
what you are looking for, um, what works for you and what helps you wind down and get that sleep because sleep is so important. And I feel like our society like constantly like throws it out the window. It's like, no, productivity, efficiency, like got to do this, got to do that, got to be doing a million things at once. And we forget about sleep. Like sleep is so important to our health. It's as important, if not more important than having that healthy meal and working out regularly and drinking enough water. Like we need our sleep. That's when our body recovers. It's when our body repairs itself and detoxifies and takes care of like anything or anything that might be going wrong. That's when we fight disease. It's so important to get those seven to nine hours for them to be stress-free. I like to write in my notes before I go to bed what I have to do for the next day so that I know it's there and I'm not going to forget about it. It's written down somewhere. I'm going to remember Um, But reading before bed is like key to going to bed. I read on my iPad, but it is set to like night mode and like the yellow so it doesn't keep me up with blue light. Yeah. So we're just going to wrap it up. I feel like there's so many amazing takeaways that the listeners can really take and apply to their life and are super valuable. What is one piece of advice that both of you want to leave the listeners with? If they didn't listen to anything, it just went out their heads. What is the one thing that you want them to take away from this episode? It could be related to what we spoke about. It could be something totally different. What's your one piece of advice or quote? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give a quote and it's actually on my laptop. And it basically says, mental note, be present. If you focus on where you thought you'd be by now, you'll miss where you're at and where you're meant to go. That is so key. Be present, be satisfied with where you are and be in tune with what your body needs and what your mental needs are as well. I love that. And for mine, I would honestly say just to stop worrying about tomorrow because it's going to come anyway and it's not worth stressing over today. All you have to do today is similar. Just be present, live the life that you have in this moment and enjoy the little things, honestly, because we just talked about that in our Before We Make It podcast. It's all about romanticizing little things in life. So such a huge thing. But Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. And just plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? Go for it. So we are at Before We Make It on Instagram, Before We Make It on Facebook. You can request to join our Facebook group. And you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to pods. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that good stuff. Yeah. And just to clarify, we are two college roommates that are talking about mm-hmm. this transition from college to adulthood. And we seriously love engaging in all topics regarding dating, lifestyle, creative passions, etc. So please check us out and leave us a review on Apple if you are so inclined. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you on. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as that really helps support the podcast. And I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye. Thank you. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We've locked in low prices to help you save big store-wide. Look for the locked in low prices tags and enjoy extra savings throughout the store. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.